0: Hey, what's going on? It's, uh, oh, forgot to shut the door. That's
1: cool. This All right. is Zach here. <coughs> yeah. How you guys doing? This is Bosco, you
2: know. We have a special guest today, Andrew. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, and I say long-time listener because me, Bosco, and Zach have been hanging out for the better part of 20 years now. Um, and I yeah. remember, I remember I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts, which everyone go listen uh, and you guys were saying, oh, it must have been us. It, it, of course, it was us who went and did, you know, uh, started a podcast because we were the best talkers. And I feel like you guys just talk over everyone, and so you guys rose to the top, and now you are a podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're m- master conversationalists. Yeah. We hold.
1: But
0: court. really, really, mm-hmm. it's just that we're narcissistic assholes who love hearing ourselves speak, but not
2: hearing the playback of yourself speak (laughs) oh it's weird well i i will say that i was noticing yesterday when we were all talking and um uh, that the vitriol in our conversations i just don't get anywhere else yeah and and you always feel like you have something really important to say and you got to get it out and i just there's no conversation i have here in omaha or anywhere that that gives me that level of engagement well I,
0: pre- well, I appreciate that. Uh, and okay. I can only imagine that corn's just m- mainly on everyone's mind. I hope
1: everyone else can pick up on the vitriol, too. <laughs> vitriol is important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you, Andrew. Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> Thank pleasure. you very much.
0: Alright, so, I'll get it started off this week. I brought in a couple topics. Um, so, <clears throat> I wanted to bring up my favorite, Amazon. I love Amazon. I think it's I think it's great. Just kidding! It's terrible, and it's a company run by the devil, aka Daddy Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Daddy
1: Bezos.
0: So, there was. I saw this. Uh, I think. Where was I watching it? I think I was watching it on uh, Breaking Points with Crystal and Sagar, and the, I I looked up this article. It was on the Verge, and basically. Amazon. Is the title of it was Amazon labels millions of unsold pop products for destruction. All right. So, basically, uh, ITV News in UK they found stacks of just like boxes and stuff uh, labeled for destruction. Right. What was in the boxes? So when side no inside were basically there were like there was no rhyme or reason to it. Like yeah, the quote I guy here is. There's no rhyme or reason to what gets destroyed. Dyson fans, Hoover's, the occasional MacBook slash iPad. The other day, 20,000 COVID masks were still in their wrappers. So, you know, it's a lot of shit. It's just a basically just, like, you know, a lot of... So, it goes to, like, okay, like so, like, why are they doing this? Like, like why wouldn't they give them away? So, they, they pledged that they would give, you know, like, some of this stuff away after... It's funny because there, there's literally no coverage of this in the U S. It seems like no one in the U S. is really concerned about this issue, but in in Europe, they're like uh, they looked at this fulfillment center in, uh, du Firmling, du Firmling, uh, and do Firmlings, do Fermlin, Scotland, and yeah, a hundred and twenty four thousand items were labeled to destroy during a single week in April. So, So, I have a question. How are they
1: destroying this? Are they, like, putting it in a furnace and incinerating it? You know,
0: it didn't go into into detail, but I hope it was at least fun. They're probably putting it
1: on one of their Amazon rockets and launching it into the void of space for aliens to find. It's like like a (laughs) shitty Amazon version of, like, the Voyager probe. (laughs) And it's just
0: leftover shit. So, yeah, so basically... um, so, what they were saying in the article about half of it is returned goods, the other half are items that are still in shrink wrap. So, you go, so, like, I thought when I was reading this, I was like, so, what's, like, what's the business decision here? Why are these being destroyed? Why wouldn't they just keep them in their warehouses and then, fuck it. Resell it right. or something? So. Or, like, donate
1: it to, like, well, homeless yes, people, so so like I Whoever say, needs it. So.
0: Out of uh, the 124,000 items that were uh, labeled to destroy, only 28,000
2: of those items were marked for donation. So... Well, only 28,000 of the ones they also marked to destroy, they were going to donate and now they're going to destroy. No, no, no. So,
0: 124,000 items... Marked to destroy. Marked to destroy. Only... Twenty like so out of all the outflow, so it's twenty eight thousand separate. Under. Oh, okay. Separate. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> they're like we're gonna donate this. No, fuck it. it. Last minute, let's. It's more fun to incinerate <laughs> yeah, it. Is. I mean, of course. I mean, I get that. I wouldn't um, put it past Amazon. <clears throat> so many third-party sellers pay to keep their stock, their their stock in Amazon's warehouse because the platform is just massive. It's crazy. I mean, like. Even like you know one of my favorite you know, uh, uh, that was nice. Uh, uh, one of my favorite shows Shark Tank. They like all like all they talk about now like uh, Amazon's like an included factor into like their business sales, which I find you know it's just because c- it's crazy popular.
1: Um, so did see Amazon- I see, it- I see Go- those Amazon trucks. Driving throughout San Jose neighborhoods all the goddamn time now. Yeah, like yeah. Well, it's it will it's just it's just the way they're it. everywhere. And those those are the my no- sister's addicted to ordering Amazon. She gets like three Amazon packages a day. I'm not even exactly. And it's funny. It's like people will like order
0: a bunch of shit. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot I ordered that. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> and they just end up having like a bunch of random shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so basically, Amazon finds it more cost effective to throw out the items rather than to try and resell them if they don't sell, because some it might be the problem that they're not selling. So uh, in France, they, they covered it too. So like the numbers, there wasn't a ton of numbers, because obviously this is not something they're, you know, proud yeah, of. Yeah, they're
1: probably not like keeping track of it. It's not like they just toss it probably all in a, in a <clears throat> pile somewhere, and they're like, yeah, that's the stuff we don't need anymore, like rather than like keeping ex- excruciating details and books about it. A wasted time, just throw it in the incinerator.
2: It's just so shitty, you know. I mean, I hate it when it's always, oh, it's just more profitable to do it this way, so we're gonna do it the shittiest way because it's cheaper, you know. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's America, baby. It's, yeah, it's America, a product baby. of
2: mass uh, consumerism, yeah. really. Like. I mean, it, it, it to me, it speaks to something maybe even more nefarious that that you know, there's a lot of um, high fashion brands that will make a number of products, oh, uh, like Fashion Nova. Or, 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 like, I think it was, like, Coach and, and Gucci, maybe, but they'll, to increase scarcity of their products, whatever they don't sell for the year, they destroy. Hmm. Right? So, like,
0: the resale on them is, is better?
2: No, no, no. It's, like, because no one bought these products, we're not going to sell them. We're just going to destroy them so that there's less and the other product's value goes up. So yeah, so um, yeah, you're you're saying that they artificially
1: inflate the price. I well, diamond companies used to do similar tactics to what those high fashion brands do, where they would like have a certain uh, all their diamonds in a vault, but would only release a certain number every year in order to keep diamond prices high. You know, so you know, fashion brands. I I can under I could see that like their their clothes. They want to make a artificial scarcity for the product you know so just just letting the the product flood the market decreases its values you know supply and demand style you know so I don't know maybe this it could be a way of practicing some type of business tactic like that you know
2: well if if places are paying companies uh, to to paying Amazon to house their products in their warehouse I would be pissed if I was a company and Amazon threw out a bunch of my brand new products instead of just putting <laughs> them in the back in the warehouse, you know?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I, I guess the, it's just all about cost effectiveness. It's all about the bottom line. That's why That's why there was that whole problem with the Amazon strikes where, you know, where people were basically reduced down to an algorithm. They had to work like a computer basically and it's like oh well it's only cost effective to be paying you like now they're trying to they're trying to compete with Wayfair so they're having people assemble furniture now like what like Wayfair does
2: I'm not familiar with Wayfair Me okay well
0: Wayfair is like this they sell like furniture online okay so um but yeah so in order to compete with them they have to like assemble these things in certain amount of times and like they're tracked like they have to like com- constantly complete tasks. And it, it's just it like I just hate it when I I I see people they love this guy Jeff Bezos and they think he's like, you know, but like the guy the guy is just a fucking he's just a he's a fucking corporate fucking scumbag. That's the and he made a company that prioritizes the bottom line you know more than anything and that's why that that's why he's so anti union is because he doesn't want his his fucking you know he doesn't want to pay more he was only he's only forced to pay more when people like Bernie when made him increase wages you know
1: you know Bezos just exists in the system that he does. You know, it's not like he made things like this. The system was ripe, ripe for exploitation in this way. You know, and you know, like I always tell people, um, you know, it's gonna sound like a little bit of like a boomer rant, but I'm like, what happened to just going to the store? Why can't you... Why do you have to go through Amazon? Like, Why COVID. does everything have COVID. to come... Uh, COVID accelerated it, you know? And, like, unless you're buying something, like, really niche that you can't find in the store, which I guess Amazon comes in clutch in that regard, you know? But, like, you know, when you're just getting basic necessities and everything delivered to your front door, I mean, you're just feeding into the system that, that you know, has, has created these issues, you know? Like, you could just get up and, like, you know go to, like, your, you know, a local Walmart, (laughs) even, you know? I mean, it's not like it's that much better, but it's just like, I don't know, it's like I said, a product of mass consumerism, you know, like, people made Amazon popular by patronizing their services, using them to buy the things they want. Promising next day shipping. So, maybe we just don't need so many things. Maybe it's time to all become aesthetic monks, and, um stop, you know, give up material
2: possessions. No, nah, I, <laughs> nah, I
1: need nipple clamps and toilet paper.
0: Oh, I know you do, but...
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the the issue is uh, it's always with capitalism, you know, that consumerism, uh, that putting your company's profits first, uh, you know, outranks what is obviously a, uh, a moral issue, you know. <laughs> Trashing brand new products for the sake of, um, oh, it, it helped us save a few bucks here is just so far away from common sense, you know, rational thinking, and it's just uh, It's twisted.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I just think that America is a system which encourages this bad behavior, right? Like, you know, last week I talked about, you know, the the ProPublica tax leaks and you know, like certain front certain people I know will say like, oh, well, you know, who wants to pay more in taxes, right? It's like, well, they work within the system. That's how Jeff Bezos got a fucking... He got a $4,000 tax credit f- for claiming zero income. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, that's... They they are just taking advantage of the system that's that has
1: so many fucking flaws.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. You live in America, you want to buy things. Amazon, you know, it's been around for a long time. And they capitalized on... Americans needs need to buy a lot to ma- mass consumers I tourism. don't. I don't.
0: I don't know about like burning merchandise. Is m- finding burning merchandise to be more cost effective? Doesn't that sound like late stage capitalism? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know. But like, what I was gonna say, but one of the last they just things, make room for products. So that- so one of the only places I found in this article that like tracked it over the year was France. Mm-hmm. We. Um, you know, they found that they just, that Amazon destroyed 3 million pounds of products in, in 2018. So that's just like, that's France, which is smaller, right? You can't really, but that's just that small.
1: That's a lot of, that's a lot of burning plastics Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of fucking needless goods going in the landfills or ending up in the oceans, worst case scenario. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, when they talk about that floating garbage patch the size of France, you know, many of it could just be stuff that was never even used, and was just discarded in 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 an inappropriate manner, and now um, our planet can be a place filled with things that nobody needs. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's
0: fucking wally dude. An oh, no, island no, of misfit toys.
2: Yeah. The great garbage patch of misfit toys. The great garbage patch of misfit
1: Amazon <laughs> products. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's, there's.
0: I brought another one topic. T- uh, I brought another topic today. Um, so, since we're in Pride Month, you know, Happy Pride Month.
1: You know, it's Happy Pride g- Month. It's a
0: good thing. You know, it's 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 positive. It's you know,
1: it's something. We'll but, change our logo to be written in uh, in rainbow font. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll change it. We <laughs> gotta get on the virtue signaling yeah. train. But basically,
0: it's more what I wanted to talk about is nothing like anti pride. I'm not anti pride, but what I wanted to talk about is how corporations kind of just they kind of just adopt these like real like social movements and stuff like that, and they think that like just by you know putting a rainbow colored logo in their twitter bio you know means that they're fucking you know they're all inclusive you know they've done their due diligence you know it's like that meme where it's like you know it's like uh where it's like republicans and it's just a plane dropping bombs and then it's like democrats and it's a plane dropping bombs but it has like a pride flag on the side (laughs) of it (laughs) so so i read this article in vice that's why i wanted to talk about it um so basically, you know, basically they've you know companies have co. The article I love the title. It says companies are using Pride Month to rainbow wash bombs and tasers. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so one of the first one of, it, it talked about like many different companies and like what they've done. You know, as far as Pride, you know, and adopting Pride and. Yeah. Okay, so one was this company, Axon. Never heard of them before. But uh, they're a $9 billion company that manufactures tasers, body cameras, drones. And uh, in their bio, they have a a rainbow flag, you know, logo. And it says, Protect Love, which I thought was hilarious. Because they... (laughs) (laughs) As you're getting tased. Protect Love. I mean, Raytheon. Raytheon markets itself on inclusion... You know, missiles made by every diverse person in the IA plus community. You know, it's like bombs can be made by, and it, it it reminded me back. I don't know if you saw this, Andrew, but I know you did, Zach. But you remember that that video a while back, like where it was like the the CIA video and with the ladies like I am intersectional. Oh yeah, the I CIA am, yeah. the
1: CIA was right. even catching in on the uh, if you want to call it yeah wo-capital. the woke capital or whatever. Yeah. And, like, they, they had an advertisement where it was, like, a recruiting tool where this lady was, like, I am a biracial, non-binary, transgender, CIA operative. And yeah. it was, like, supposed to be, like, the CIA, and inclusive.
0: And, and that's the thing is that they're basically just using these buzzwords to try and, like, gain favor, right? But Unless in the, in you're a mar-
1: democratically elected socialist government yeah. in South America. Yeah. in that case okay' wait, wait, no inclusion wait, there Royal
0: side ta- royal side tangent since you brought that up did any of you see the um, the clip of Biden where he goes like where he was talking about Russia and he was like now could you imagine if we interfered in elections abroad? <laughs> wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be? Something? What a crazy world that would be. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you mean all of fucking South America? <laughs> Anytime there's I a social, what Guatemala sp- would
2: have to say about that. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: you know, like Raytheon, yeah. I mean, they they literally are one of the biggest weapons manufacturers in the U.S. Um, you know, pr- like they go even go as far to sponsor like Pride. Like Pride events, right, and like like during Pride month to like you know like yeah yeah you know, and pro and it's funny because protesters they they I feel like they know when they're they're trying to because they're basically trying to exploit them they're trying to exploit gay people right, to, yeah. for for their own for their own you know bottom line you know to to make it you know, and um, you know and it even goes as far as Apple Andrew's favorite company. Um, Apple, you know, they have pride-themed Apple Watches, you know, Apple Watch bands, you know, built by child labor, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, it's just like, they're desperate attempts to virtue signal. They're desperate attempts to try to gain this woke capital, you know? Yeah, it's
1: all just a facade. I feel like many people can see through it. Like, you know, I, I, I have yet to meet somebody that's like, oh, man, Kellogg's is, is pro-Pride, like, I need to go buy some cereal yeah, now, yeah. like, I feel like most people can can see through the theatrics of it, you know, it's just, you know, it's just public relations and marketing just putting on a good face, so, well, yeah, they can what they're They can re- look what they're all really nice doing and, and fluffy, or, you know, remember that famous picture, like, they, they do it based, it's based on the market, this is something that's popular right now, that you can capitalize on to get some, some free publicity to get your brand looking all nice and cushy and and, and lovely. But, like, it's like that famous picture where it showed that one... This one brand and it had like for Pride Month it was like oh yeah here's all the companies on their Twitter like all their their logo was all, Pri- all pro all all of the Pride flags it was Bethesda, then, right? yeah Bethesda and then yeah. and then when it was showed like Russia or the Middle Times the detail yes, well six, <laughs> well it showed it showed Russia or the Middle East and they were their logo was normal there was no Pride flag. On their Middle yeah. Eastern logo, yeah. because that doesn't sell over there. And yeah, people yeah. see that; that's bad for the market. Right. You right. know, well, and I find so,
2: it. I find it difficult to speak on as someone who, I don't consider myself part of the you know LGBT community. Right. Um, but the question becomes to me, like you know, I nonetheless, even though I'm not part of that community, I like to see those things around because of uh, I don't no. want those people to be ignored. Right. But um, you know, w- at what point do you? stop trading, um, you know, recognition for, for all of this just obvious bullshit, you know? And I, I can't speak as someone from, from that community, but I do like, if I was, I'd be like, okay, great. You're sponsoring this pride parade. I guess you can do that if you want, if it helps you make a little bit of money, but I I don't know at what point you would say like, okay, you know, Stop doing that! Stop bastardizing the pride flag to make money. Yeah. Imagine
1: uh, your sexuality being a marketing stunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. they're yeah. basically yeah.
0: commodifying struggle. They're commodifying it. Right, right, and right. they're exploiting the people of these genuine movements. Like, like, take for example, like the, this whole Juneteeth. Uh, uh, Juneteenth, new, new right, federal right, holiday. Right. First off, I think I heard Hassanavi bring it up, but he was like. He was like, "You literally have to be so racist if you don't want another federal holiday. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like you have to be so racist to have another day off, and that bother you. And let me tell you, at that Giants game I went to. Let me say, it was Ju- It was on Juneteenth, and I heard some choice language in the stands. Choice. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, I feel like I would. I would feel very patronized, and I think yeah. that." that would build a lot of resentment even though you know hey it's it's great that you're acting supportive even maybe you're putting your money where your mouth is but the you know like I said it's hard to speak on but I would feel yeah kind of like you know are you really helping or yeah you know well the, the, the overall point that I was like trying
0: to make by bringing this up is that brands will do meaningless loud gestures as a substitute for real change like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's why I brought up Juneteenth is because, you know, Biden gets to go and like, hey, I made this a holiday. But at the end of the day, I'm like, are you doing anything about police reform? Are you doing anything about something that actually matters? It's like, no, you hold up a, a you know, a signed bill making it a holiday and you're like, yeah, victory. We, we did it, guys. It. What what were we we saying?
2: Racism solved. What were <laughs> we saying? That, like over last summer uh, when all those riots were happening, we're like, no more meaningless gestures. You know, oh, yeah. stop it. You know, oh, you know. I'm sorry that the police killed you know a hundred innocent people today, but we got your new mural, <laughs> yeah. big mural. Uh, hey, it's a George Floyd like, mural. Or like
1: painting BLM in the street, or changing a street name somewhere from like some generic name over to Martin Luther King Boulevard, yeah, yeah. and then they can I all mean, just pat each other on the backs and be like, "You did it. Well, we, you know, but did we you, solved did you the about, racist problem the in America." Did you the
0: who got in trouble recently? about she she was like this porn star. She ended up killing herself because she like took a picture in front of a George Floyd mural flashing her titties. And everyone <laughs> online like fucking just was like, What wow. the fuck? She ended up killing herself. Anything you know. for the clout. Yeah, anything Even for if the clout. it leads you to
1: suicide.
0: But yeah, but you know, ultimately I'm just like you know Like, I see this thing, and I know, like, there's a lot of people who will see it as a victory, and I'm not trying to diminish that, but my point is, is that you shouldn't accept these empty corporate gestures, you know, like, because they're the ones that are making the system fucked up. They're they're the ones that are fucking discriminating against you, like, see-through, yet everyone is just gonna meaninglessly just throw up a pride flag in their fucking bio and think that they're an ally, you know?
1: Well, you know, it was one of the more cringier examples I saw of this. It was, it was kind of a fail. It was after the uh, George Floyd conviction came through, the Raiders P R Twitter Twitter Oh thing. yeah, dude. Yeah, they oh, posted a tweet in 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 like like it looked like a Raider font in all black and it said, "I can breathe" with the date underneath <laughs> yeah. it. <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> oh um, it was my like, god. Maybe maybe if you're the Raiders, you don't need to have an opinion. Yeah. On on <laughs> yeah. this like. Honestly, I I feel like the better move in the long run, or at least, in my opinion, the better move is just like why do we need companies to make a comment on this? (laughs) They don't.
2: Did you you watch uh, Inside Bo Burnham's new special? No. Oh, it's worth it. You should watch it. And in one part, he's he's like, uh, it kind of goes between songs and him like you know, uh, just saying stuff like like a up comedian in between. At one point, he's like, Can anyone shut up? Can anyone shut up about anything? Can, can anyone shut up about anything for any amount of time? <laughs> and it's just, yeah, you, not everyone needs to have an opinion about everything yeah. every moment. Uh, especially
1: the companies. It's like Kellogg's, Raytheon, yeah. whoever, you guys can stay out of this. The people yeah. got this now. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, you know, on that subject that, that you know, corporations having opinions... I was just, uh, I came across this picture of a, uh, uh, basically what to do in a pandemic from 1918, you know, from, uh, about the Spanish flu. And it, it struck me because one of the things that it said was don't discount the rights of a community, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it got me thinking that, Hey, if, if corporations are people too, then my neighborhood is a a person too, (laughs) you know, if I can treat this group of people like a person that has rights in, in America where only the individual matters uh, then don't discount the rights of the community the you know the people you're serving and and I that's one of the things that I feel uh, I see gets lost all the time because it's all just so individualized mm-hmm. I would say arguably
1: more so that that the needs of a community can benefit the individuals a lot mm-hmm. of times like sometimes you know helping individuals is always good but you know, that would be a massive undertaking to help every single individual so sometimes, you know, helping a community and working for the betterment of the community can help the individuals just as much as like, you know trying to help every single
0: person well, out well, I believe in rugged individualism for the poor and socialism for the rich alright?
2: yeah <laughs> uh, toxic individualism, that's well, what I've been calling it toxic
0: individualism, yeah all right. Uh,
1: well, well, You wanna you wanna talk about what you brought, Zach? All right. So um, you wanna start with uh, with the the shame the shame segment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I noticed this a couple weeks ago um, when I was looking through Instagram. Um, it was uh, in one of the ads. You know, obviously there's an algorithm, so this was a targeted ad at me. Um, <laughs> somewhat insulted. It was a... Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Was, hold on.
0: Shame. Alright, <laughs> <good.
1: laughs> It was an ad by, um, I don't want to say the page's name or the company's name because I don't want to plug them because fuck them. But, um, it was basically a targeted ad that offered online counseling. It said something along the lines of, ditch your psychologist. Ditch the psychiatrist. Ditch doing the legwork in your mental health well-being have a quick and easy online counseling session and get prescribed for prescription meds that will be quickly and efficiently delivered to your door you know for just for just a dollar a day a whole supply of meds come right to your door you know and it kind of like made me um realize that there's like a whole online trend um capitalizing on uh mental health right there's tiktok pages Mm -hmm. that give mental health advice Mm -hmm. and not just give mental health advice but will go as far as to just in a quick 30 second tiktok video give you the quote-unquote tools to self-diagnose yourself and then in turn you can go and find an online counselor who will prescribe you prescription meds in as quick and as 15 minutes you know and so something about this just struck me as like fairly gross. It just, you know, in a country that's already pretty addicted to prescription drugs, whether it be anything from opioids to anti-anxieties to ADHD medication, you know, I just think that this is like a shady way of, of furthering that issue, you know, a, a, pretty, a pretty toxic way of furthering the... F- dependence on pharmaceutical drugs in america and obviously these ads and whether it be a tiktok or an instagram ad that is giving you quick and easy counseling telling you you don't need to see a doctor and and then sending pills right to your door their goal is to get you on the pills their goal is to sell the pills it's not to really they don't give a, a fuck about about your mental well-being they want you on drugs they want you doped up and they want you buying pharmaceuticals, you know, and, and and because it's now on TikTok and Instagram, it's targeted at a younger generation, a generation rife with people that look around and are like, I feel like I have some mental illness, a lot of young people, you know, whether it is because they read stuff online and they're like, that's me, I, I have that problem, I need some type of medication for it, you know, or, or whatever, you know, there's a, a, a lot of, people young people online who who think that maybe they do maybe they don't but believe they have some type of mental illness that they need to get treatment for but the thing with mental health i think is you got to put in some legwork it's not as simple as just throwing pills at the problem pills that you ordered online and i just think it's kind of ridiculous that this is like something that's allowed on your instagram feed advertisements i mean advertisements for cigarettes are, are are can't be anywhere because they're dangerous, you well, know. And pharmaceutical drugs are dangerous. Well, you know, but there's an ad firm on your Instagram that telling you how quick and easy and like it'll start with like a personal guy being like, I couldn't do anything because of my ADHD. <laughs> now I'm drugged up and my life is so much better. And it just was like it just seems to use the word again toxic. And it's just mass consumerism in this case with pharmaceutical well, drugs.
0: You know, what's you know, interesting story along these lines is that. I remember. I think
1: it's shameful. It is. It is. It's very (laughs) shameful.
0: Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But there was a, there was a uh, when, you remember like when uh, there was the the whole like you know Meghan Markle and Harry speak to Oprah thing, right? Well, the the interesting about thing about that is that it's you know I guess not a lot of British people watch like live American TV, right? but it was being broadcasted in America right so like br- british people were watching it of course because they're talking about the royal family but but they're seeing like all these ads for fucking pills in the commercials and they're like what the fuck <laughs> like yeah. like what the fuck is this shit and it's just like it like in every other civilized country we have fucking you know we have healthcare you know for everybody and that's how these these fucking companies, you know, they get this power, and they 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 try to they try to strangle people. I mean, like, have any of you guys seen the the Crime of the Century on uh, HBO?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all about like Purdue Pharma and like what they did to proliferate the market with opiates. The Sackler family. Yeah, the Sackler family. Man, they suck
1: so much, dude. They suck so hard. Um, but the like, same leniency in prescribing opiates to any patient with any level of pain is the same thing that's occurring with mental health pharmace- or pharmaceutical yeah. drugs. I mean, like, like it's, it's, it's like oh any little any little itch any little well, sore well, anywhere take this drug you'll feel better that's what led to the opiate crisis well, in, in america well in florida
0: remember like in florida they had like all those pill mills where they were called pain management clinics, right? And basically all these places, it was basically like the equivalent of like dispensaries before pot became legal in California. It was like, you just like, you go in, you get a doctor, they give you a prescription, and then you can just basically keep on filling them. And then that's yeah, how you get it, them hooked.
2: It makes me wonder who is actually prescribing these pills. Because, you know, from a clinician perspective, it's so legally risky to do anything for a patient without seeing them, and seeing them physically, examining them, you know, um, it, it makes me wonder, I mean, and, and there must be, there must have been some law passed that gave these people the right to prescribe these drugs. So,
0: so I've actually, I actually know a decent amount about this, um, I, just for my own personal, my own personal story with mental illness, you know, like, you know, dealing with OCD, and, you know, when I was younger, right, like, the doctor gave me... I didn't take them, but he gave me, like... They were, like, pills in a punch pack, right? And it's just like, hey, yeah, this might tide you over for the weekend. Hey, here you go. Yeah, this tied tide you over for the weekend, right? And then I got... I got... I eventually got put on them, so... And then when I felt like the medication wasn't right for me, I, I felt like I was like, you know, I'm working a lot of this shit out in therapy. Like, I feel like I'm... Like, the therapy is more therapy. Like, I'm not saying that the pills were... Sorry, we're drinking beer here. Um, uh, it's not that the pills, you know, wouldn't work for that. I don't know. Technically, it's off-label for for obsessive-compulsive disorder because there's no, I guess, specific medication for it, you know, obviously. Um, but, um, you know, like, there's... The, the way doctors get... There's corruption within doctors is... From what I've researched is that it's like you know they'll take they'll take you out to lunches right they'll take you out to lunches and basically it's these pharma reps they get in good with these pharma reps and the pharma reps are the ones that give them those punch packs those like little little yeah, the, the samples the samples right and then you know if you become a real favorable doctor then you'll speak at a conference and it's like, it's like, it's like similar to like how like all those politicians, they go and they give like a speech, you know, for like Goldman Sachs and they can make like $250,000 for one speech, you know, it's like shit like that. Like, it's very like, it's, it's, it's coded, you know what I mean? It's not like out and out. It's like, it's like a relationship building, right? Like, you know, the farmer reps and then you, you like, that's what I've always
2: Yeah, seen. it's interesting, you know, I, I'm. Biased, but I'm in the the medical field, um, and you know there's there's always talk of ethics. You know about what's reasonable, what's a gift you can accept, and and what's that, and and it, you know at most places I would assume that there is like a code of ethics that you got to follow. Or you're gonna get in trouble, and and uh, I I'm not positive on what exactly you can do if you're practicing by yourself. You know uh, I imagine that it would. Open you up to a lot of liability, which I would also then be interested in seeing how, because it would be in the best interest of these companies to mitigate that liability. Seeing how maybe uh, you know who who wrote the law that allowed you know whoever to prescribe these pills, you know. You
1: know that is a good question. I you know I am curious. Obama. What 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 makes this legal? You know I think maybe some of something of it might have to do with the pandemic because you know during the pandemic and quarantining and all that, a lot of mental health um, visits all became digital. You know, they all became Zoom meetings and whatnot. You meet your counselor online now. That's what happened with my therapist,
0: is that my therapist was like, if we're going to continue during the pandemic, then we need to do it online. And I'm just like, I don't feel like I'll get the same feeling online, just personally. So I just
1: wanted to talk about it. But it could be something that has to do with that, because, you know, I never saw these ads pre-pandemic, yeah. you know all of a sudden now post pandemic if if it is post pandemic yeah but anyways um now all of a sudden there's i'm seeing these ads saying eh, need quick and easy drugs yeah. <laughs> it's it, have a quick session and it'll be shipped to your door you know there's always that clip in the ad of you opening your door and there's your little box of pills
2: <laughs> yeah yeah oh man yeah we'll ship them right to your door your your <laughs> stimulants everything you need and that's just it's so dangerous. I mean, like you said, all medications come with side effects, and, and those ones have some of the worst side effects up yeah. to and including, you know, uh, you know, heart attacks, whatever. Well, and teen, They're just getting
1: another generation of people addicted to another pharmaceutical yeah. drug like they did with opiates. So. Well, like, you know, like
0: like myself, who was prescribed antidepressants when I was younger, you know, there's a high rate of suicide in teens who are prescribed antidepressants. Like, you know, that's been shown, like, you
2: know,
0: yeah. yeah. So of course there's always going to be like, you know, there's a high rate of suicide among drug addicts too. Yeah yeah. True. yeah.
2: yeah. The internet has become such a strange place as it's matured, you know, from, from just, you know, chat rooms and people connecting to, uh, you know, a more matured business platform and way to, way to sell things. And it's so interesting how fast trends pop up and then how fast, companies have to respond to those trends i mean you know tiktok even for us we're in our mid-20s seems like oh you know it's an app for children yeah. but how many you know huge corporations are keeping up on tiktok so they can get the latest trend and advertise yeah. to to people it's yeah. it's it's i mean weird. Yeah,
0: there's just so much shit on there there's like you know there's there's i there's weirdly like a lot of like people like tying it back to what we talked to last week but like get-rich-quick schemes, like, of, like, how people can make quick cash, you know, on TikTok, and, you know, like, yeah, there's all, you know, it's like, it reminds me of that, you know, because we've talked about how annoying Snapchat ads are, and then, like, I found that one graphic, I don't know why it showed me, but it was like, hey, advertise on Snapchat, you know, you get, you know, this many people, this many millennials and Gen Zers, you know, use this on a dick so I, I don't know. I it, it, it is strange like how like a lot of those trends like just rise and fall but like, you know, the trend of getting people
1: hooked on drugs, man, that's forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, forever, yeah. baby. So, you know, this this topic talking about this in the internet in regards to the internet um, is
0: connected to Wait, hold on. You're going you're going to fucking you're going to give me one of those conspiracy theories, aren't well, you? Well, it's
1: connected to the conspiracy theory I wanted to talk nice. about this yeah. week. It's connected to it. All right, all right. So, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm listening. Shame on those motherfuckers put peddling pills online. Anyways, the, the theory that I have for this week is it's called the Dead Internet Theory. And it's, it's a newer um, conspiracy theory that um, rose up on one of the various Chan boards. And basically, people were talking about how the internet felt much more, it was more separate but also more vibrant back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like message boards proliferated oh, yeah. the internet, pre social media era. Message boards proliferated dedicated to smaller communities but tighter knit, more vibrant. More colorful communities well, that were more engaged with discussion about yeah. their topic, be it like when I was a kid, I used to use the game facts forums right. for video games, and each I video game would have even, a dedicated board. I even followed you know? like there was an early one on like Joe Rogan's
0: website before he was like huge in podcasting, and I remember it was it was like that. Too. Yeah, Joe was, Rogan had his
1: Joe Rogan forums back yeah, in the day, yeah. you know, where there was one of my favorites for drug discussion. Speaking of drugs, Blue Light Blue Light forums is that still you know? around? I remember
2: going on. Yeah, video. I think.
1: I think it is still around now because back in the day, Google's changed it. This is all connected to the uh, dead internet theory. has a lot to do with algorithms and how algorithms have Mm. pushed out smaller websites, smaller web pages, and everything's kind of everything has become centralized and it makes it easier to manipulate. And the algorithm dominates everything. So we're used to be able to do a search on Google about a specific drug, and you could be directed to the blue light forums, even on the first page of results, or something like Irewid, now it's all, most of the time you look up stuff about drugs, you're directed to, like, like a helpline, or like, oh, here's a rehab page, you know, and you can't actually get that more specific knowledge and have access to a community. Instead, you're just pushed to some fucking page for some rehab company where there's no one there. There's mm-hmm. no one there. There's no one to talk aren't to. There, aren't there it's some a,
0: decent ones on Reddit though? Like, as far as drug talk? Well, Reddit's and,
1: a part of the dead yeah. internet theory. It's everything is centralized. Right. I mean, Reddit has its sub-communities, but it's a part of it. Everything now is centralized on major websites. Like, the average person on, inter- on the internet in the 2000s in the early to mid2000s might have visited ten times more web pages in a week than the average web brow web surfer now is is frequenting the same three four maybe of mm-hmm. uh, web pages at a time so basically everything is becoming centralized the algorithm is dominating and the other part of this is that bots are, are beginning to proliferate the internet yeah. and they're very there's this part of the dead internet theory uh is that bots are actually more common now uh, than living humans and 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 ai based algorithms are controlling where real humans go but bots produce the majority of content control the majority of websites and control the content we see so when you're interacting with various types of content big pages online a lot of it is bot generated or ai generated content none of it there's no real humans behind a lot of of web pages or internet accounts that you come across on like the big social media sites or heavy or or whatever <laughs> like that and you know it's connected and uh, the other thing is that all these companies have found a way to basically capitalize off the internet and the algorithms using their bar armies and using the power of the algorithm and they're using it to actually control people's thinking to sub to to turn push people into echo chambers and then use that to influence how people think by pushing people in the echo chambers segregating the internet centralizing but in a way segregating it into Mm -hmm. clusters in these various uh, social media websites everybody's segregated into groups or, you know, spheres that, you know, where people already all agree with each other and say the same things, you know. And so one interesting thing I was reading about when I was reading this is um, they think that that uh, because this came from the Chan boards, that the Chan boards have been long like they know that the CIA and the feds monitor the Chan boards, but they're wondering how much the the government has used bots and used the power of the algorithm to to control thinking and and hence forcing or creating some change And you know that uh, I that, see I
0: see Andrew has a very puzzled look that, in his eyes. You remember okay <laughs> if, you, if you listen to this
1: someone proposed do you remember that Habra hotel thing? Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, the, where um, the pool was closed yeah, and, like, yeah, they, so, they, had, they had people, like,
0: they, they dressed up in, like, a- they had the people dressed up in, like, afros and, like, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, and,
1: like, the pool was closed due to AIDS or something so like that. So they were like, saying it, it was, that... It was, it, was, it was racist, but, you know. They were saying that that could have been a <laughs> CIA experiment to see really? how they could gather people yeah. and use the collective power of people online to, like, do something for, basically in the interest of the the controlling force Wait, to see oh, how no. they can manipulate the way people are thinking the way the direction of conversation and and do this like as a joke it was an experiment to see how successful they could be right. to round up all these people and be like let's just use this stupid well, game and get all these people to surround the pool and and you know hang out there and like it worked you know and yeah, so absolutely. you know they killed also, them. it killed the
0: website <laughs> you know also yeah. in
1: connection with the dead internet theory well, well, well real quick i just wanted to
0: bring up that um that like in a way you can kind of like tie that to like the whole wall street's bets thing you know and like that cuz like i'm tr- I would, like while you're talking about this i'm trying to think like what is like the biggest like mass movement i remember like you know and it felt like weird you know as, even as someone who fell for like a lot of that shit like myself Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of that, I I wonder, like, thinking about, like, were there corporate interests behind, like, the whole, you know, Wall Street bet movement? Were they, like, you know, like,
1: I I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and how did they use the the bot, uh, army of bots to influence that how did they use this centralization of like cuz most of that's coming from one centralized place on the internet this you know so how did they use that centralized community rather than it being a bunch of different boards all over the place of people discussing you know you know money moves or whatever it's all in one spot on reddit for people to come in and manipulate the the trends and you know right. of course it'll leak into you know other major social media websites, but you know the other th- the other aspect of the dead internet theory is what y- you were mentioning, Andrew, about the constant cycle of trends, mm-hmm. and they're saying that on the internet they're in some type of cultural void, a content void. Oh uh, yeah. I like to call it the crypto void. Oh yeah, Where, there's, where there is just a constant cycle of meaningless. Forgettable content and trends, and it all kind of cycles. Maybe in a little bit of a different way, but it's just constant mm-hmm. cycling of memes. And y- y'all want to go
0: see Fast and Furious Nine?
1: <laughs> none. of it means anything. a lot of it's very forgettable and meaningless, and maybe gives you like just just there to distract you. It feels like there's a whole lot of nothing on the internet. I don't know if you've ever experienced this feeling of being on online on your computer, and then you're like, I'm going to bed. And you shut your computer down, and you lay down on your bed, and open the same website you were just oh, on, yeah, on your, your phone. phone. Yeah, It's yeah. like, it catches you. It's like, there's nothing there. What are you looking for? There's nothing right, yeah, there. there's
2: nothing really, like, substantive. You know, and, and how many of those trends do you remember? You know, none, right? I mean, they just, they come and go so fast The, you know, the, the evolution of memes has gotten to just this, warp speed where they like kind mean, of go just instantly I
0: mean memes were like I said in the Wall Street Best things memes were used to directly fucking
2: manipulate the stock market like I that's mean, crazy it, that's and you and know. I, I don't doubt that I mean <laughs> It hardly seems like a conspiracy theory at all, I mean, besides what's just happening. I mean, uh, Cambridge Analytica was was involved in tracking people through Facebook to see what their political opinions are, to see who presidential candidates should... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg
0: know... wouldn't track us, dude. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> well, every, everything's tracked because, you know, prior in the older Internet, it was harder to figure out who the users were. Yeah. There was less data yeah. collection, less yeah. algorithms, so the, the users were less pliable and less easy less harder to manipulate and now because of all that tracking they know who all the users are they know their their habits their trends and it makes it easier for the powers that be that are online to control users and to dictate what users see and what they think and what they hear you see it in politics you can see it like with the recent thing with with um for example, like with the anti-vaxxing stuff, you know, yeah. people that are plugged into that content, you know, you get caught in these cycles and these echo chambers, you know, right. and, yeah. and they use it to control how, how you think, how you see things, you know. You know, we really
2: want to get into conspiracy theories, you know, how much of this influence is coming from abroad, too, you know. People who, uh, d- d- it us not a
0: Russia gate. Let's not get the Listen, Russia the gate. Listen, the bots an extremely
2: efficient, extremely low manpower attack that you just go and spread all this random bullshit, uh, you know, to people who you know are going to eat it up, you and you know, then segregate them and, and it, it spreads and spreads. And well, you don't know, even need I, people I,
1: to do it. You can use bots. The well, bots exist, and the yeah. bots
0: influence I, the no, political I, discourse. I, I totally, totally understand. I just. I always hesitate to caution when talking about foreign foreign influence, especially in these ways, because I don't want, especially Russia, because that was the one that, you know, MSNBC went on and on about, you know, influencing our elections, but, you know, like, I, I just don't want, like, Red Scare bullshit, you know what I mean, like, yeah, you know I, mean? I agree, I,
2: I, I don't want to be hysterical, but I, I... Uh, look,
0: does it exist? Probably. Does it exist to a certain extent? Yeah, maybe, but, like, you know, like... I just, I always hesitate with that because then everything that's, like, dissenting gets labeled under, oh, well, you know, Bernie Sanders supporters, that was all, you know, those are Russian bots, you know what I mean? Like, everything gets put under that label,
2: you Well, know? this is, this brings up an even deeper question about what's real, what's, what's known, you know? And that's, that's the, that's the point, in yeah. my opinion, right? Yeah. If you really, all of a sudden, you know, uh, think, well, it's all bots, it's all, it's all everything... What do you believe? You only believe what what the people who you trust tell you. And then you get mass American cults like QAnon, like, like a lot of Donald Trump supporters. You know what I mean? And he went out and said, everything good about me is true, and everything bad about me is false. <laughs> well, you better
0: watch out. Q's going to get you that, that weird
1: autismo Asian uh, dude. In- <laughs> look, according to this theory, the bots proliferate the internet. And even more so than actual living users. And the bots and algorithms have control over discourse, be it political or otherwise, culturally, whatever it may be. Well, look, I'll give you... And the bots and and the algorithm have the power to manipulate... People's political views. Well, yeah, well you know, uh, you, no, you, and Zach's right. Like, you do see it on Twitter. Like, you would see it a
0: lot with, like, MAGA Mom 2020. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is probably some fucking bot account. You know what I mean? Just to, like, or, like, oh, black conservatives for Donald Trump. You know, you know. But yeah, ultimately, it goes down to your point. Is like,
1: what, at the end of the day, what is real? And I don't fucking know. All right? Empirical <laughs> evidence. Empirical evidence, that's A, right. An interesting thing I see someone wrote about the dead internet theory is that the internet today feels entirely sterile, and there's nowhere to go and nothing to see, read, or experience anymore. And in one of these things that I was reading about, this also opened up something interesting, is like the internet's filled with all these articles, right? But apparently most n- people... Don't actually read articles, they just read headlines, right? So, everything becomes a game right. of headlines, and that it's like something less than 20% of people actually read articles in their entirety. Well, and it's just skim the headlines or skim the bullet points and find and the move point, on. find the point. You you know? Know? But,
0: like, you know, like just in researching for this podcast, I was looking for a shame. it used... reduces
1: the engagement, though. Online, there's the it's that that's what creates the void when you just when everything is just a quick trend, quick oh, like lurking, you know, quick read, whatever. You, you're less likely to engage with the subject, to think about it, and, 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 and have a dialogue with other living people. It's, it makes everything more empty and more devoid. It propagates the crypto void. Well, well you know what's interesting,
0: actually? I just thought of this along those lines is that, so like, you know, like how recently, you know, at, like people are afraid of this conservative, you know, leaning uh, Supreme Court, right? You know, and people are like, oh, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, right? The reality of the situation is, is if they actually overturn it, it would be, as much as people talk about it, it would be extremely unpopular. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, you know, it's a it's, it's a rights issue, you know? But, like, the thing is, is that, you know, they, they'll slowly chip away at it, right? They'll slowly chip away at it, you know, like, you know... It's always, like, this is how they start. It's, like, there's a contest to some kind of decision, you know, whether it be, like, you remember with Hobby Lobby where they didn't Mm -hmm. allow their workers to be, you know, because they were, if they had the health care, they didn't want them to have, like, contraceptives and, like, birth control. So, you know, like, you know, everyone's talking about, like, you know, like, MSNBC, the, all the, you know, liberal-leaning news media, they're saying, like, oh, we gotta worry about Roe v. Wade. And we definitely do. Like, I'm not saying don't. But, like, meanwhile, they're, like, they're like overturning, like, they're going, like, with, like, antitrust, like... Like, some... I I need to find the exact article, like, what court decision. But there was a huge, like, antitrust law tying to the 2008 collapse with... Um, Oh, oh, one of the big investment groups, right, and it, and it was along the lines of uh, I think it was Merrill Lynch, no, Goldman Sachs, that's what it was, and um, and it was like they were pushing uh, a stock they knew was gonna fail to their customers, right, and then it and then it, it ultimately tanked, and there was a lawsuit based on the people that they were investing for, and they sided with um, Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. right. So it's like, it's like, you know, yeah, like, I think, like, a lot of this shit is, like, just, you know, it, it's distractions. It's distracting you away from the real stuff. Like, you know, like, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I'm, I'm actually curious, but, like, what do you guys think about, like, all these UFO leaks and shit like that?
1: UFO leaks? Like, do you think that, because I've been
0: hearing a lot of discussion online, like, if, like, these UFO leaks are, like, are, like, you know, like, some kind of, like, CIA, CIA black op to, like... You know distract people or something
2: Well yeah it's funny you mentioned that right after saying like Distractions I mean to me like I guess it's an interesting side note But it's not exactly what I'm interested in So yeah I mean I'm not Tom DeLonge but <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah I'm I'm focused on On you know One thing at a time I guess and, yeah. and I'm trying to get as close as I can To the primary You know information the primary articles uh, About it and so if I'm going to go get interested in UFOs or hear about it. I can't put much weight in it because uh, I'm not going to devote the energy to go digging through and try and find primary evidence about UFOs. And ultimately at this point, uh... (laughs) <laughs> just it's not really affecting me yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. so
1: maybe the aliens are controlling the internet That's it. <laughs> and the aliens are creating the well, memes we solved it we solved the it. aliens have their are their ai because they have very advanced ai yeah. and it's created an army of bots and then the memes and then the aliens finally come down and they'll have this they'll have their hooks in us already through the internet And then they, and they can, can what do the aliens, whatever they want to our yeah. butts That's what the aliens have done yeah, Their next memes you'll start <laughs> seeing About people fantasizing about having sex with aliens And next thing you know Aliens are here Everybody's already keen on the idea Because the internet has manipulated everybody Into, into being pro-alien sex You know so, think Honestly, about that. You see those aliens
2: though? Ooh. I mean, they did sell an Avatar flashlight, so. <laughs> they're chipping away at it, yeah, you know? Slowly <laughs> but surely. Hey, dude, James, <laughs> cross James cross. Cameron has
1: five more Avatar
0: movies slated.
2: Yeah, they keep getting pushed back. Isn't that way.
1: wild? The first one came out in 2009. And I remember when it came out they are like, we're going to have so many more Avatar movies and then just not another one. Just, <laughs> no, it's I coming. I was promised another here. Avatar side note uh, Avatar was the movie that I was playing when I lost my virginity so I don't watch it ever shouts out to Avatar
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know uh, well uh,
0: ultimately I want to bring up the one last thing though and just you know, we'll throw another shame on it. There's no every everyone's deserving a shame, but that 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 new Netflix show that you fucking showed me. It's
1: connected to the dead internet. Yeah, it's, it's we're in a content void. Yeah. So, so. Why don't, you it, Why don't you tell them about Zach? Why don't you tell him about it? Com, so, companies and and everything online is just they're just trying to bait bait internet users, and and in into a series of memes to try and push the product. Right. Like it's that, that's, find, what
0: we, that's what we talked about with like the whole. Jake Paul and Mayweather fight like that whole thing mm. was just something like and then you know there's going to be a continuation of it I think it might have actually already happened where it was like YouTuber stars versus TikTok stars you know what I mean and it's, it's just a cultural content
1: you know content boy like Zach says they're using the internet to, to influence how people consume content so with something like this it just feels so blatantly to me like they're building it just just because they know it'll garnish attention online and and so it, Netflix has a new series coming up. By the way, Netflix series I've always hated. So this is just hey, the, my Witcher, point the Witcher. The Witcher is pretty good. <laughs> the Witcher is
0: good. All right.
1: Um, it's called Sexy Beast. And uh, in mm, Sexy Beast, I'm sitting right between two of them. Oh uh, yeah, and, uh, um, and let's just say it is hot and steamy in this it is shed. Pretty hot, but yeah, we're in a shed, by the way, in case you don't know. So in Sexy Beast, um, they take contestants who are already uh, conventionally attractive. There's no, there's They're no, no ugly on Sexy Beast, but they, but the the premise of the show is, you know, is they're, can we? Can you fall in love without seeing someone's real appearance? So they dress these people up in massively outrageous uh, outfits and prosthetics to look like things like dolphins and tigers and yeah, little it, devils. like what, like
0: the one that was dre- like done like a dolphin. It reminded me of like the shape of water, like that kind of like prosthetics yeah, and yeah. Prosth- you know what I mean, it's like bad it wa- level.
1: So basically, it's supposed to be like the ultimate blind date, and you go. And you, both contestants are in some ridiculous outfits, so you can't really tell what they, who they You're are. You're also going to see how but, tall they are. I mean, Your you men can, can see know their, body. their body. You know there's no tubbies, no chubbies, no, no fatties yeah. on, on, on Sexy Beast because you can see their bodies. And basically, you go on this blind date in this ridiculous outfit, and you have a date dressed up like an asshole. And, <laughs> and, and, and at the end of it, I guess they're supposed to come out and like meet each other uh, after their date, you know, without the mask off, and uh, and be like, oh, do you still love me even though I looked like this conventionally handsome because I was selected by a Netflix yeah. casting crew <laughs> to be good looking, and you know, and it's just like one of those things where I look at this, I'm like, who asked for this? What is this for? Who needs this? It's just an endless cycle of content yeah. and bullshit that's just pumped out. Online, just to just to get a little bit of attention, just to keep you distracted well, well, and keep I, your focus I, on the bullshit. Yeah, you, on know, the bullshit. And just,
0: you no, know, and just you know, and it reminded me of this. Did you ever see that? There's another Netflix like style one like this, but it was called Too Hot to Handle, where like the idea behind the show was like was like we get twelve hot, hot girls and guys, but then. We make it so they can't have sex, and every and so like basically there's like this pot of money, right? And if they have Wait, the sex, premise of
1: this show is don't have sex. Yeah. With these hot people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, so think, oh, man, I think I heard of this.
0: Yeah, it was stupid. It's the dumbest fucking shit. But you know what is hilarious? Like during the show, they'll have like an like an Alexa that will be like. Um, Mark and Jillian fucked, and they're like, oh, that's another thousand dollars taken away from the pot. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, yeah, it, it's just sad and pathetic, dude. And you look, look, as a connoisseur of trash TV, I love trash TV, alright? I, I do, I'll eat it up. But I saw this shit, and I was baffled. I was like, this is the dumbest, because here's the thing. Anytime one of these shows tries to have, like, a, like, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, it's this, but with a twist. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like whatever they're like, oh, like what's a good example? I'm trying to think like, was it Love Island? Remember oh, watching yeah, one Island. of those? Like, yeah, like the whole idea behind the show is no. like, oh, let's see if you're significant other can yeah. you know what I mean and they and they, they was, talk about it like it's the process that was the they, one they,
1: where the couples go to the island and then the couples are separated and they yeah. go to another island where there's a bunch of very attractive suitors Ooh. trying to tempt them into cheating or leaving yeah. their, uh, yeah. their partner
0: and it's and it's crazy.
1: whoever thought that up has Yeah, to, it's sick to yeah. it's sick
0: <laughs> and Um, the
1: people that agreed to it too, like what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Anything to be
0: on T V. Yeah, anything but anything for the clout. But yeah, (laughs) but that's the point at the end of the day. The end of the day is just like how like we've just cheapened our like everything just feels so cheap. It's just a lot of it feels cheap. I mean, like, I joked about it, but like there's a Fast and Furious Nine that's coming out. It's where the dead internet has been. It's funny,
2: it's it's almost a, a parody of itself. It reminds me, you know, of You know, one of the main messages of like Andy Warhol of just like repeating these things until they're just meaningless, right? And like, things have just become like this, this so outrageous nonsense that like, if if somebody came out and told me this was actually an art piece to show you how ridiculous everything is, I'd be like, yep, (laughs) that makes sense. Well, you know, I
0: had a buddy who made a remark to me, and he's just like he's like, you know what, I'm fucking sick and tired, shout out to Peaches, shouts out, um, he was telling me, he's like, I'm so sick and tired of people starting a conversation, be like, so I saw this on TikTok, and I'm just like, yeah, that would fucking bug the shit out of me too, like, you know what I mean, it's just like, it's it's just a void.
1: It's just and, and it's just a cycle of meaningless trends recycled over and over the same. And I'm not recycled. saying this because I'm old. I'm saying this
0: because it is. It's vapid. It has no content. It has no merit.
2: Well, TikTok is an app for children, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I I guess the question is like. Where, well then
0: how come there's a lot of horny adults on TikTok? Tell that to the hillbilly. There's a lot meth of children heads. on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, oh man, they'll be like somewhere it's like two hillbilly meth heads and they're like caressing each other singing like a sen- s- s- sultry country song.
2: This this for me this whole thing it really blurs the line between like, you know, entertainment and and you know, something with an agenda. You know, what what should we all Please rather subscribe. be doing? You know, what, what should we, should we all, you know, say, oh, entertainment is, is pointless and we should all be working on academic efforts or, or something all the time, right? There is a lot of this entertainment and yeah, it's crazy and yeah, it's distracting, but, but it's entertainment, you know, a lot of these things to me are excusable because they're not, you know, overtly, you Mm. know, asking me to like, Hey, instead of paying attention to this election, watch fucking sexy beasts, (laughs) even though that's the main result. They're not, they're not forcing me to do it. Um, so, you know The same thing with like the Logan Paul fight You know, it's like, okay, it's fucking entertainment Whatever, it's bullshit I, um, you know, I think I think what you You know, what you were touching on earlier is, is a lot more interesting that The promotion and the pushing And the filtering of people to the entertainment Is the issue And away mm-hmm. from uh, You know, genuine discussion Genuine, um, you know, meeting in the middle Um, things like that, the, the people making these shows, I I can't have a ton against them. The people pushing others toward just pay attention to that, that's where I have a big issue.
1: that's where, yeah, that's where the, the dead internet comes in, It's the, the bots and the influencers behind it and the algorithms primes people to be, um, artificial consumers, you know, and creates, creates the market itself, you know, um... In researching a little bit about this topic, I was thinking of the Karl Marx quote. And yes, I'll quote Karl Marx on the second podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, wait! Look at the Bernie portrait.
0: Look um, at the Bernie portrait. <laughs> and Say
1: that. Um, he, you know, Karl Marx said in his time, religion is the opium of the masses. You know, and you know basically that like religion made funneled. People into one Content way of thinking, is a religion. and, and made, is a religion, the internet yeah. is the opium of the people yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, and and basically the idea is, you know, it, it it keeps people sedated, it keeps you, uh, distracted and and easily manipulated, and makes it easier for the powers that be to control the masses because because they're sedated through the internet or in Marx's time religion, they were easily manipulated, their thoughts were controlled through religion through and shouts and, out to Martin Luther and and, <laughs> and here in our time I feel like we're seeing something similar that you know Karl Marx uh, alerted people in his time to but just with the internet being in mm-hmm. place of religion now you know as a way to yeah. to manipulate the masses and to keep them sedated in yeah. some way through yeah. a yeah. constant there's some
2: sort of polarizing aspect to it too you know I mean we've noted this multiple times we have a a big snapchat group with a bunch of our friends, there's ten members or something. Shouts out ten Dixon, and an asshole. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so easy to strike sparks and start an argument where nobody can agree on anything. And then if you were to get those same ten people in a room in person, you find common ground almost immediately.
0: Well, that's that's why I like that's why I like that show Breaking Points with Crystal and Sager because their whole point of the sh- of the show is like being like let's hate each other a little less and let's hate the elites more because the elites are the ones who fucking do
1: this. And shit. the weird thing with talking with friends online, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, is it's like so much different than talking with with them in person that sometimes it feels like you're not even talking to the same person that you'd be talking to online. Again, going back to the theory, the theory, (laughs) the internet's lifeless even the users themselves the real living people are like a product of the the algorithms and have you know online they themselves are are lifeless you know and you can see it like sometimes there'll be accounts on on social media of someone you know even in person and maybe they're active for a while then all of a sudden they're gone and they're silent for extended periods of time without you know much notice and of course it's the internet you know so you know people come and go as they please without you know giving a, a goodbye but um you know it's just it, it just stands to make the internet and and online communication in f- in general just feel just more lifeless than despite it being filled with a lot of people it just is more lifeless than yeah. than we yeah, want to that. believe yeah well yeah it's, so is uh, so
0: is the internet dead zach
1: I believe the internet is I don't know if dead's the right word. I would say it's more stagnant and sterile than it, it, it rubs off on you and makes you that way. It's yeah. it's colorless. It's colorless the internet. You know, where It's got in, no soul. Back in back in the day there is more variety. Now we're all pushed to the same social media websites day in day out reading the same content generated to us by bots, secret influencers and the algorithm Tight. and it's become stagnant sterile and just bleak and gray and that color and life that may have been there in the early days when it was still almost a pioneering grounds online is now become a corporate shithole yeah become a place of of control and and devoid of 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 intellect or artistic expression in a lot of ways well but, i
0: mean fucking reddit removes r slash the donald and chapo trap house you
1: know, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> We're all under the control of the of the big social media websites now. Yeah. Mind control. They control the internet. The internet is, is cold and lifeless. The end. Much like. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is cold and lifeless. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Time the t- to unplug. Yeah. yeah. Well, go outside. Yeah, look at the birds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe see if there's some stars out there. Get in the shed together and do a podcast yeah. Get in the shed, get all and sweaty And then put it
1: online just to be buried In a, in a um, swath of other content We're just making something here Just that'll go online and probably be dead Within, you know, how long It's just something to be buried in the endless stream Well, our friends, of our friends will listen oh, Well, I hope so, but, you know <laughs> For the most part, most content we is buried fans. Content's a, uh, buried so fans. quickly It's a time
2: capsule yeah. You know, it's only to be discovered by internet archaeologists In the far future If they yeah. even can find yeah. this stuff There'll yeah. be billions They'll of be okay. billions,
1: Trillions of pages and yeah. bullshit Three jerk-offs sat, sat
0: in a shed and talked about <laughs> it, might as, it might as
1: well just be static In a hundred years mm. of internet archaeologists They might as well just be sifting through the static And and, 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 and an ocean of nonsense
2: Sounds like an interesting job <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great cool. We're just fossils, yeah, fossils. <laughs>
1: Internet fossils
2: Internet fossils
0: yeah, well, that was a good. That was a, that was a good talk, gentlemen. That was I a like good. It. That was good. That's good. We're gonna. Well, well, you're gonna see Andrew. We're gonna do a discussion about. A movie, movie uh, one of our movie reviews. You know, we we like you know me and Zach were huge fans of film. You know, we love movies, and this one in particular, this one in particular, we got into a pretty heated argument with our friend Andrew over here. Yeah, the doctor, the doctor film.
2: The 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 podcast will actually just be the latest installment of this argument, which has been going on for multiple years at this point. But it
0: but it will be entertaining. I promise you that. Alright, so, uh, you know, take it easy, have a good one.
2: So long, everybody. Hi, the archaeologist. I love future. you.
0: <laughs> Look at Slaves to the algorithm! Me. Why don't you answer
1: me? I bet you're busy talking to some fucking slut. Fucking spank. Is she hotter than me? Would you fuck me? Are you gay?